Welcome to your Locked On Big Ten Football Podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. We're off and rolling. It is game week. We just had a couple of games to talk about in week zero, but now we have plenty of Big Ten games to attack, and we will certainly do that. And I think one of the interesting things to follow is, is always the starting quarterback situation at these particular schools. And it looks like Wisconsin has uh, made their announcement as uh, Jack Cohen listed as the starter on the latest depth chart. I guess that's done. Yeah, it is. In fact, it, we mentioned it about a week ago. At least one of the coaches told me that's where they were going. I guess they hadn't officially announced it. We, we we talked about it and said it was a done deal that Jack had gotten the job. I think they had maybe even told him. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that they told him, or why would they tell me? Um, so it was kind of not much news, but expected. Curious to see how well he plays. Now, um, some tough news for them. They lose Cade Green, the receiver, out for the season. Um, it looks like uh, the tight end Xander Newville will will uh, be cleared potentially later this week. And then, of course, the saga of Quentin Cephas. Um, you know, he's he's back with the team now with the off-the-field issues. Um, he's running second string at receiver. So I'm curious to see what this passing game is going. Now, I know that the tight end Luke uh, Benchwall has been declared um, out for their game against South Florida this week. But yeah, I'm curious to see what this passing game is going to look like for Wisconsin. We know what their running game is going to look like. Um, it's going to be really good. Don't think South Florida is going to match up very well. We'll get into more of those breakdowns but uh, later in the week. But uh, I, I think this is, for Wisconsin, it makes the most sense to go with Cohen in that this is a team, it's an ultimate developmental program, it's decision-making, it's protecting the football, and, you know, this is kind of a rebound year for them where, uh, very unlike Wisconsin, they started to kind of feel themselves a little bit last year off of the, the previous year's record, and uh, I think it's kind of get back to business, and hey, let's remember we're blue-collar, let's roll up our sleeves, and uh, let's get dirty and get it done, so um, it makes a lot of sense with their philosophy where they're headed. Seif is listed as the uh, second string receiver, yes. as, as as you mentioned, but he's a first team guy, right? When when all this uh, off the field stuff is is done, well, he's up to speed. He's a talented guy. Yes, I think he can definitely um, end up in that spot, and I, I expect him to to be that. Uh, if you look at the guys that they have, and Danny Davis and AJ Taylor. Um, I think he's definitely in the mix there to earn a lot of reps, um, you know, and, and maybe earn his way back and earn his way into, I should say, a starting position. He'll get a lot of reps, but here's the thing. He's just missed a whole lot of time, Dave. So I don't know that he's going to be anything other than a guy that's going to factor in, in the reserve role, in the rotation. Um, but I think obviously his play and his playmaking ability is going to dictate that. And then I know you really like sophomore wide receiver Jalen Naylor out of Michigan State, maybe an emerging emerging star. Yeah, I think he's really a good player, and that's he's got the top end speed that they don't normally have a lot. And you look at that offense; we can talk about bad offenses last year, and not anybody that just looked worse than than Michigan State last year. Um, and so. Obviously, we've, we've broken down Michigan State and gone over it, so I won't go into it too much. But, you know, with Lewerke back healthy, um, 
finding a way to establish the line of scrimmage a little bit better than they did last year. You know, we can see what they do in the passing game because this is a really good defense. And this is the this is Michigan State team uh, that did not play from a fundamental standpoint not nearly like they, they usually do. Same thing with, that we just talked about with, Wisconsin, with Wisconsin, but the difference is Michigan State had no answers on offense. Uh, being Getting a little bit of breaks health-wise, a little better play at the line of scrimmage, you know, all of a sudden, um, they just by being a cleaner team offensively, they can be better in that regard. But in order for them to to really do anything in terms of maybe challenging in the East, staying in that race, is going to depend on playmaking ability. And I think the sophomore Jalen Naylor has the type of ability to to perhaps uh, spark this offense. Well, let me ask you about Michigan Fred, uh, freshman running back. Zach Charbonnet, I hope I pronounced that correctly, like a Chardonnay maybe. Um, <laughs> but um, your thoughts on him, he's back to 100%. I think we've always thought that uh, running backs, it's the one position you can step in and and as, as much as any other and play very quickly. Uh, do you think he's in line to be able to do that after missing spring with a knee injury? Yeah, you know, I think he's going to, you know, be behind Drew Wilson and, and Christian Turner, but I think he'll be part of a rotation. Just coming back, showing the explosiveness um, off the knee injury is always what you look for. Uh, is it the same? And and obviously the whole thing is in coming off of injuries today is the rehab because the surgeries are just, they're so clean and they're so mechanically done that, you know, it's rarely unless there's a problem that's unforeseen that you notice that they notice when you go in to the surgery, you got a real, you know, good chance of coming out of it pretty cleanly. But Zach is, is certainly going to give a rotation um, along with the three, as I mentioned, uh, Wilson and Turner uh, to see if they can become a really effective rushing attack. Now out of the spread set, um, if they're going to go through with that, um, being able to make people miss is really key. Um, and so can Zach cut and Wilson cut and Turner cut and make people miss? Um, ideally, we're about to find out. Oh, very true. Stay, stay tuned. Your Locked On Big Ten Football pa- Podcast rolls on. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Check out his website. Know more about football, whether it's NFL, college, or recruiting even, which I didn't know Chris did until we started uh, working together closer. So he's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. More after this. Stay tuned because we have a big-time commitment at a school that maybe isn't quite used to that. Stay tuned. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. 
Welcome back. It is your Locked On Big Ten football podcast. A big commitment for Illinois. They don't get a lot of four-star commitments, but they do in 2020 wide receiver James Frenchie. Yeah, he's uh, really a big one. He's he's a smaller kid, which is why some people kind of uh, got off him a little bit. He's a St. Louis native, Trinity Catholic High School. Um, number uh, the the Big Twelve, Big Ten schools um, were interested. Nebraska, Missouri, Purdue, uh, Tennessee had some interest in him. Uh, good runner. Good run after catch skills, good receivers, got playmaking ability. So really good get for them. It was also a good good uh, weekend in the state because Northwestern got a, a verbal, uh, a four-star verbal of their own. And Abdul Rahman Yashin, who's um, he's been ruled in, uh, eligible for this year uh, in high school. It was um, he had uh, he was a homeschool kid and. Um, it would look like he might not be eligible to play this year, but, um, he has gotten eligible permission to play in his, uh, uh, his year in high school. Good, you know, good uh, player for Northwestern. So, um, you're right. Not a lot of four-star guys that go to those type of programs. So it's good, good for them to, to get some playmakers, much needed playmakers for their offense. Boy. And then this is just insane. Uh, Nebraska, Verbal commitment. Now, everybody knows bench press and what a good bench press is. And um, this young man and Marvin Scott, the third at running back, can bench press 400 pounds. That's impressive, especially for a running back. But a clean and jerk of 310 pounds. Good gracious. You sh- you could sell tickets to watch that. I'd probably buy one. Well, it'd make Boyd Epley proud. Boyd Epley, the, uh, probably the most, the first big name well-known strength coach. They actually named the uh, Strength and Conditioning Center after him. Back when the day when, you know, the strength programs were kind of new and um, Nebraska was the first one to really develop those guys. These are some really good numbers. He's an explosive kid. Kids are so good today. Um, but the, the Marvin Scott kid is a really shifty running back, explosive running back. And we, when people say, well, how do you look at these numbers? How do they translate? Doesn't the film tell you? Well, the film tells you how good they are relative to who they're doing it against. But when you can put up the numbers, you can see whether those numbers translates to the field or not. And, uh, you know, the explosiveness that the young man has uh, definitely is shown by the numbers that he has strong. But, you know, uh, people think in terms of weight room, they think a lot of strength. That's very important, you know, and just in terms of uh, be able to move people and blocking and, you know, you know, offensive, defensive, you know, play in the secondary or at the line of scrimmage, physical strength. But it's about explosiveness, too. You can get quicker. You can get faster. This kid's, a, you know, is a really explosive young player. So excited to see him. He's, he's a solid verbal uh, a three uh, solid three star verbal for the Huskers. Um, I know that uh, Georgia Tech had some interest in Miami, um, among others, Wake Forest and Boston College, some ACC schools. So, really good looking kid. Um, uh, that they uh, much needed spot is they'll lose some guys this year. An update on a very key running back competition. More after this. You're locked on Big Ten football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. You are Locked On Big Ten Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Welcome back. You're locked on Big Ten football podcast. Let's talk Minnesota, where PJ Flex said Sunday that redshirt sophomore Muhammad Ibrahim and redshirt senior Rodney Smith will get the majority of the reps at running back on Thursday. You know, 20 years ago, it'd be a big deal to say, hey, are they going to be able to split reps? But that's just the way things are done nowadays at almost every school. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have, you know, uh, three guys, maybe four guys at the college level that in a given year you can rotate, you're in trouble. You're, you're lacking depth. You're not going to uh, be fresh enough. And, of course, they're going to depend a lot on the running game. Uh, this year, losing their quarterback, obviously, in a in – a, Tough uh, fall, uh, not fall, you know, August. I, I tend to say fall. We're not there yet. But the, the August practices, losing him, uh, going to be more focused on the running game. They open up on Thursday night. So we'll get into that breakdown of them a little bit early in the week as they start out um, sooner than anybody else of the Big Ten schools. Uh, they got South Dakota State. And uh, we'll see a little bit how the Gophers look uh, starting out this week. So that is your Locked on Big Ten football podcast. We'll continue with previews of a full slate of Big Ten action and college action as well. So uh, it's getting good. Stay tuned, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, everyone.